Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another in a series of nine podcasts we're doing from the OpStars event in San Francisco, created by Lean Data. And my guest today is Jake Randall from Okta. He was the uh, the head of the centralized operations team at Okta from 2011. Currently, his uh, his area director in North Central. Is that about right? That is about right. Okay. Well, different. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. We're going to talk about the RevOps journey, the go-to-market journey at Okta, but perhaps we could start off just by sketching in, for anyone who doesn't know what Okta does, I have you in mind as being all about identity management and single login, but perhaps you could expand on that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Okta's mission is really to help any person use any technology in a secure and efficient way. So we're known probably most for, as you mentioned, single sign-on, so helping you easily connect to the applications you may use as an employee, but we also then um, power the authentication and user reg for a lot of your consumer apps you might use. So uh, if you've ever bought a ticket for MLB.com to go see the Giants here in San Francisco, you logged in via Okta to MLB, right? Um, So really it's identity across any application. So it's one of those uh, services you're using all the time without even necessarily knowing it. Yes, we are white labeled if you will. <laughs> okay, yeah. got it. So uh, one thing which struck me as interesting about uh, your, your transformation story is that unlike a lot of brands, it doesn't look like you started off with traditional marketing sales silos. It seemed like from the very early days to have a centralized hub built around operations. So can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, You are correct. (laughs) So uh, I joined Okta in the end of 2011, so coming up on, I guess, eight years now, uh, and started off really running this whole idea of a centralized go-to-market strategy and operations. I think names have changed over the years, right? But I think that concept in what is now being called revenue operations has continued through that journey. And so for Okta, we were fortunate, you know, we were a small company, right? We were, I think, about, you know, 30, 40 people when I joined. Uh, and so it kind of happened organically, to be honest, um, where anyone who's worked at a startup knows that you wear a lot of hats initially. Right. And as we kind of got going with that, we quickly got to the point where we were saying, okay, well, this is actually a really interesting way to look at it because it lets us have some connective tissue from like an organizational structure right across all these different departments so while you know the actual people in that business unit or department are going to be operating how they have to operate running their sales cycle doing their you know their demand plans and you know running webinars or you know whatever it may be having this connective tissue let us look i think at our business in kind of almost like a, a different um, dimension yeah. as how you might look at it, right? And so that became very powerful and helpful to us as we thought about scaling over the years and how we would evolve our business. So it's really appropriate that you won an OpStars Award as RevOps Trailblazer of the Year <laughs> because it sounds like you were way ahead of the game. I mean, you probably didn't have the term RevOps in no. your mind back in 2011. I did not have that term in my mind. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, yes, thank you to the Lean Data team for the, the award. We're very excited about it. I know the team's excited, so some of them are going to be able to join. Some of my early kind of first hires are, are, are coming, which right. will be fun um, to celebrate that with them. But, yeah, we really um, we looked at it differently. And it was actually something, you know, I guess part of why I wanted to get my team to come and participate in, in, in the event is – we were interviewing in a different way also, right? Oh. You were trying to, I was trying to find people that, you know, the traditional, and I know everyone says, well, RevOps isn't the traditional sales and marketing, you know, dichotomy or whatnot, 
but it was finding those people that said, yeah, that is, those silos don't make sense. And so let's try to build something different and let's look at it different, right? Um, and I think, you know, any, is interesting. I know talking, you know, at the time I reported to our CEO, to our founder, still our CEO, Todd. Um, and I think just like any company that's interesting and exciting get started because they want to look at something differently, yeah. why not look at how you run your business differently? Right, um, and so that was I think really powerful for us, and I was fortunate to have leaders that said, "Yeah, why not?" Right, people weren't doing identity the way that Okta was trying to do it. Okay, so why would we do operations or strategy or anything else the way everyone else did it? Right, that so, makes sense. But yeah. of course, as you said, Okta started off a small company, yep. grown enormously. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, what you were doing was able to scale. Did you have to change things, make major alterations? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, certainly. One of the challenges is as you grow and you bring on new executives in, in particular, right? You bring on a new, whatever, chief marketing officer. Um, this actually wasn't the case because ours kind of came organically through. But for the sake of the example, well, they're used to having, you know, marketing ops re- report into them, right? And so yeah. there's this constant kind of re-education and almost def- defense of the, of the model. Um, you know, we were fortunate that... You know, again, built a good team. We were executing well, and that we were able to highlight all the thing, all the all the net ads it mm-hmm. gave, right? While managing the meeting. You know, there's always a negative to anything, right? Everything comes with some cons. There's pros and cons, um, but yeah. So it was able to scale well, and uh, I think you know some hiccups here and there, but we're still doing it the same way. So we made it this far. <laughs> okay. Now, something I've heard a number of times this week is that. RevOps isn't just about organizational charts, it's about a mindset. And uh, I was struck by the way you think about, not the traditional silos, but three terms you use, demand, distribution, and deploy. And these functions are somehow redistributed across them. Can you explain those? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So uh, credit to uh, Kyle Bashaw, who actually runs kind of, I guess he would be the traditional sales operations person on my team. Um, he came up with the three D's, as three we D's. called it, um, but that's, that's them, <laughs> yeah. demand, uh, distribution, and deploy. And the whole idea there was really, I think, anytime you're trying to do something differently, if you just have a different title or a different name for it, hey, we're RevOps now, but we're not bringing any new insight to the business, well, then what's the point, Yeah. right? Um, and that's just kind of change for the sake of change, and no one likes change. <laughs> so our whole idea was... If we centralize this and we had an understanding across all these traditional silos, business units, however you want to call it, can we think about kind of these core tenets of our business differently? Um, so knowing that you did do the demand, right? Yeah. Podcast will talk about demand as that first D and we can go through others if it's helpful. But in demand, it was really about, well, it's not about a marketing conversation. We do a lot of business through the channel or, you know, what can SDRs do? But it's how are we going to look at how we want to generate pipeline or demand and and look at it differently and have it be rather than, and I guess we're on a podcast so you can't see this, but rather Mm -hmm. than have it be a conversation around there, have it be like one level above, Mm -hmm. right? So that we're talking about what's the most efficient and best way to generate pipeline for Okta. And that means that it's not what does marketing want to do, what does the channel want to do. It's like let's all come together and understand those levers. And you know, and you know, you can get into attribution models. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. had a podcast at that at some point, yeah. right? And it was let's do away with all of that because what we're trying to do is solve demand. We're not trying to solve what does marketing do. We're trying to solve demand and then flow that down, right? So it's just like it's a, it was a different 
vantage point, different dimension to look at it, which helped, I think, give people a different, just a different way to talk about it, yeah. right? And, and, and sometimes just a different dialogue is helpful to get rid of some of those historic tensions you might see. Right? Yeah, there is a refreshing change of perspective. So, yeah. In other words, it's not sitting around a table saying, how can we improve Okta's marketing? It's about the aim is to generate revenue yeah. from Okta, right. which requires and, demand. And, yeah. and listen, I know that this, you know, this GSI is in that account, right? I know that Accenture and Deloitte are doing business in, in, in this account, and I know that this person started to, you know, look at, you know, so all the traditional kind of attribution stuff you might look at, yeah. right? But we're not, but we weren't trying to solve for how to make marketing more efficient, though there's obviously that stuff comes up. We we're trying to solve how do we generate demand more efficiently, Got it. right? Um, and that was just a different lens, right? Yeah. Well, with that in mind, just maybe a quick description of distribution. and deploy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, distribution is really just you know, selling your, your, your product. Um, you know, that's really where the traditional sales ops type functions mm-hmm. would live in the 3Ds. Um, but it also encompassed, I also had all, all of our pricing and packaging and like deal desk yeah. was a part of the RevOps function at Okta. Um, so it was how are we thinking about pricing and packaging, how are we thinking about bringing new products to market, how are we thinking about doing a direct selling model, right? We have a large direct sales force versus leveraging you know, channel or a reseller partnership. So right. again, looking at not just how do I make sales more efficient as the traditional kind of, you know, demand is marketing, selling is sales, but how can I also get more leverage out of these other functions that would fall into that, right? Um, And then on the deploy side, that was really all around the customer success. Okay. um, The traditional customer success side of it, but I think that has to some extent kind of gotten more logically grouped with the advent of you know, customer success and mm. you know and, and and that's kind of a new buzzword at some level within the you know the, the industry. Um, but it was everyone knows, right? SaaS is it's not a linear sales model, it's a circular sales model. Okay. So even some of those customer success functions could play in the demand right. function. Right? Because yeah. if you make someone, you know, we always say, you know, one of our kind of I don't know, idioms or something at Opta is you know happen and that's not happening, it's anywhere. Happy customers buy more software. Okay. Right? So if you can make them happy, if you get them successful, you know, most companies have a land and expand type, you know, go-to-market strategy, particularly in the SaaS space. So that deploy would feed back in to the demand, right? Because you want to generate demand from existing customers. Right. And so why, so back to the demand kind of conversation, why does it have to be a marketing conversation? Why can't my CSMs, why can't, you know, why can't a support person, when they take that, that call, be thinking about yeah. how I can, you know, generate a net new lead and, you know, help them understand what else they could be doing, right? And so it's just kind of trying to shift that mindset and get out of these sort of rigor, this is your job, yeah. and how do we think about maybe one level higher some of these almost, you know, next level up KPIs of the business, if you want to think about that. It way. sounds like you really need to recruit the right people to be able to do that kind of thinking rather than just follow a template for selling stuff or marketing stuff. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and, and it's not just a... It's not just a RevOps function, right? It's, 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 it comes from the top, from a, from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. right? And making sure that people don't, you know, you, you don't just think about your role, right? Your, your, your primary job is to do right by your company and make your company successful, yeah. <laughs> right? And, yeah, and, you have a, and you have a little area within that that you can be thinking about. But, you know, I think Okta just has, you know, has done a very good job over the years of, you know, we still have very transparent, you know, weekly all-hands meetings across all 2,000-plus, like, you know, em- employees now. Right. And you're talking about these things and people understand 
what are we trying to do as a, as a company? So when you have that understanding, you can find those connection points, yeah. right? Just like if you understand across the entire customer lifecycle from an ops standpoint, you can find a connection point. That's no different than any other role in the company, yeah. right? Yeah. So one thing that jumped out at me from your, your structure is I mean, everyone seems to structure the RevOps around marketing, sales, customer success. But you also have, as you mentioned, deal desk and product. Yeah. And it seems to me it makes perfect sense to have things like product, packaging, supply chain also be a seamless part of this, yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think mm-hmm. you know, one thing I'd probably tell if, if anyone asked about, you know, kind of advice. It's, you know, you need to understand your business. You know, I wouldn't say take, I could give you the, the Okta org chart for RevOps. Yeah. I wouldn't say replicate it. You have to understand your business and figure out what makes sense for your business, right? Um, within Okta, we always, you know, I actually ran legal for a while for us, probably the first four years I was there. Not a lawyer. So all of our, <laughs> our, our, you know, GC, who's a good friend of mine, probably, you know, hates the fact that, right? Who knows what I was uh, agreeing to? <laughs> um, just kidding. The, uh, we have probably lawyers that were helping me. The, um, but is really for us, a big part of it was we actually called, we didn't call it RevOps at Okta, it was BizOps. Um, business, okay. business operations, yep. um, and then it became just go-to-market strategy and operations. And a big part of that is understanding, you know, what new products are you bringing? How are we doing on pricing and packaging? What's our discounting, right? I mean, if you think about some of the basic things you might be trying to do in your distribution, yeah. B, right? Well, you want to maximize the ACV of your net new, you know, logos, right? That's a major lever to drive bookings, right? Um, Okay, well, how can we do that? Well, one of the ways you can do that is understand, are we priced and packaged correctly? Are we discounting? Are we structuring deals in a way that, you know, gives us runway? So all those things start to come in to how we're looking at our, our business. And then there was natural points of it where they said, okay, well, that should live within this integrated team, right, yeah. for whatever reason. Um, you know, I think the other thing I'll, I'll actually say on it, which people always ask for the advice points on it, Having deal desk and legal to some extent report into this centralized function became super valuable as it related to the relationships and like the the customer management to some mm-hmm. of my to my customers. Um, you know, most companies sales is a very powerful force within that company, particularly sure. if you're a growing startup. And so, also being the person that when a deal's stuck in negotiations, Jake was in charge of legal. So Jake came in and had to get it unstuck and Jake had to go and negotiate the RevRec rules to get the deal done. And so now you're starting, you're not just the Excel jockey or the ops person or the finance, you know, kind of, right? Yeah. That was not that perception. You're in the boat with them, helping them drive deals. And that's something, you know, again, I don't think anyone could, people may not always have deal desk as a function that could roll into RevOps because it's going different for every company. But the more you can kind of think about how can I align myself so they feel like I'm really in the boat and participating in what we're trying to do? That just, it's like anything, that just garners a different level of trust in a relationship, which lets you then go and have certain conversations with people, right? Yeah, it sounds like um, requires of the team a lot of versatility, very smooth handoffs, people knowing what other people are doing and being able to, yeah. as you say, you act like an integrated team. Yeah, and looking at you, you have to, I mean, like, again, it's like, I think it's, like when you now, I think there's so much 
literature and you know time spent on this idea of what is the customer life cycle in a SaaS business, right, yeah. or any business for that matter. But SaaS, just because of the subscription aspect of it, has sure. you know there's a level of prominence in it. So there's always it's like so if you're talking about that, why not have someone who's thinking about those handoffs and how it all kind of creates this flywheel effect? If you want to think of it that way, yeah. so you know that was a lot of what the process looked like. It's it's, uh, it's a remarkable story, and it looks like it's working for you. Trying to, at least. <laughs> looks I was sure we haven't screwed it up yet. Right? I don't know if I did anything right, but I didn't screw it up. <laughs> it looks, well, it looks good to us. Jake, thanks so much yeah, for joining absolutely. us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.